0: If you didn't bring a Bible with you this uh, evening, raise your hands real high. And the ushers have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. And let's all turn to Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, and we're real big around here on what Jesus said. Yes. You? Yes. I mean, we're... We're major big. As far as we're concerned, what he says trumps everything that everybody else said. <laughs> That's it. Jesus said if you can believe all things are possible to him that believes. Jesus said it. If you can believe, so man, we ought to be interested in believing. Amen. Right? Because according to Jesus, if you can believe and if you'll get in faith, what what is it that couldn't happen for you? All things are possible to him that believes. Go to the 10th chapter, just a page over, 27th verse. Jesus looked at them and said, with men... It is impossible, and there's a lot of things that's impossible with men, but not with God. With men, it's impossible, but not with God, for with God, all things are possible. All things are possible with God, and all things are possible to him or her that believes. You know, sometimes people will say, well, you know, it can't be helped. I mean, it's, it's too late. It's too far gone. That cannot be resolved. That cannot be fixed. What they should say is we can't fix it. We don't know how. And no men or women we know knows how. That doesn't mean it can't be fixed. <laughs> and people say, well, it's incurable. It's incurable. It's terminal. It's progressed too far. It's this stage. It's this. And so it, it can't be healed. Now, what they ought to say is we don't know anything else to do. We can't do anything. That doesn't mean nothing can be done.
1: Right. Amen. That's exactly
0: right. Do you believe this, friends? Yes. Doesn't mean nothing can be done. Right. Well, they've been through so much and they've had such fights and such knockdown, drag out, cuss outs and. They beat each other up twelve times a piece, and I mean it's too late. You know this relationship died a long time ago. That this cannot be fixed. What they ought to say is, we don't know how to fix it. And that was already obvious. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it can't be fixed. Why? Read it again, verse twenty-seven. With men, it is impossible. Don't be shocked when you go to somebody, even if they're supposed to be the best in the states, if they're supposed to be the best in the world, and they look at you and shake their head and go, there's nothing we can do. You should not be shocked and fall out of your chair. You shouldn't cry uh, like there's no hope. You should have known. They could have told you that anybody you go to, it's very possible they can look at you and tell you I don't know, I don't know how there's nothing more we can do with men, all kind of stuff is impossible but but, come on are you reading the scriptures? red letters but, not with God, for with God all things are possible Man, this is shouting ground right here. This is worth you combing your hair and coming to church. Wasn't it? It's worth burning a little gas. Coming on out. With God, it's possible. What does that mean? Let's just go over a few things. We've already touched on a few things, but we were talking about finances a minute ago. You might say, man, my finances are in such a mess. It's just, I don't know what to do Everybody I've talked to doesn't know what to do. Well, that just means some people don't know what to do. We already knew that a lot of people don't know a lot of things. And there's all kinds of things that's impossible to so many people. But, not with God. With God, it's possible. It's not just possible for you to get straight in your finances. It's possible you get in the best shape that you've ever been in. In a short amount of time. In a few months. In a few weeks. Tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. It's possible. Glory to God. Somebody say glory Glory to God. God. Glory to God. It is possible. For God to reach inside your body. And touch your heart. And you got no more heart problems, just like that. Touch your kidneys, touch your blood, your vertebra. He creates planets. You think he can't create a little flesh and bone and nerve? Created the universe. He made this to start with, out of the ground. I don't know about you, but as a boy, as a kid, I messed with some Play-Doh. But I never came up with anything that looked remotely like this. He made man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into him the breath of life. And we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And the one who created us can easily repair us. Easily. But if you get in desperation and you get in fear and you believe there's no hope and you can't get any better and you could never improve, then it'll be like you believe. But it won't be because God couldn't help it or couldn't change it. All things are possible with God and all things are possible to him or her that believes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. 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 I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. I'm not a scoffer. I'm not a skeptic. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in the great God who made all things and who is my Father, who raised my Lord Jesus from the dead. And if he can raise him from the dead, he can sure quicken me. He can help me. The title of the message tonight is "How to Receive Anything." <laughs> anything. <laughs> you ready for it? <laughs> How to receive anything? Come on, say it out loud. How to receive anything? Anything. 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 Go with me to Matthew, the seventh chapter. You going to help me preach this tonight? I'm happy about the title. <laughs> Aren't you? How to Receive Anything. Because <laughs> God can do anything. <laughs> and if you'll believe, you can receive all things. Anything. Anything. Step number one. (laughs) How to receive anything. What do you think step number one would be? I heard ask. I heard believe. I think I heard pray. Those are all good uh, answers. And yet, not correct. (laughs) Go to (laughs) Matthew. The uh, seventh chapter, Matthew 7, does say, Ask and you shall receive. And goes on to say, uh, Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open to you. For everyone that asks receives. He that seeks finds, and to him that knocks, it'll be open. We're going to talk some more about that. And yet, asking is not first. Go back to the 6th chapter, just one chapter before, and you'll see why I say this. Matthew 6, and Jesus is teaching how to pray. He said, when you pray, verse 5, don't be like the hypocrites and just pray in front of men for their benefit uh, don't just pray, verse uh, 7, vain repetitions, praying the same thing over and over and over again, because he said that's like the heathen. Uh, they believe they'll be heard because of their much speaking. He said, don't pray like that. Verse 9, be not ye therefore, verse 8, actually, like unto them, for your Father knows what things you have need of before you ask Him. Now, there's revelation right here so much, but I've heard people say, well, you know, we might not need those things. Well, the scripture said, the father knows you do. Right. Right. We might not need things. Well, the scripture says, the father knows you do. If he knows you need them, then I reckon you need yeah. them. Right. tradition and traditional religion has warped men and women's thinking yeah. in church. And there's this fake, stinky stuff, phony humility. Well, we may not know what we need. We may not need. And if through our suffering of lack and disease we can bring God glory some way, or if He's teaching us some valuable lessons, well, what are you learning? Maybe if you could hurry up and learn it. <laughs> you could quit going through all that, right? No, see, people, don't, they don't know what they're supposed to be learning. They don't know when they got it. It's all error. It's all wrong thinking and wrong believing. You shouldn't labor over whether you got enough money to feed your kids or not. To pay your utilities. Have adequate clothing and things for their schooling and, and all this kind of stuff. The Lord knows you need these things. He knows it. You ought to know you do too. Not get religious and goofy when you come to church. Outside, people working a job, they know they need to pay their bills. They're doing their best to do that. Then they'll come in church and hear some crazy message and go, Well, we might not need it. And then they'll go right out and try to get it, acting like they need it. That's inconsistency. No, the Lord knows you need it. And yet, he still wants you to ask. He still tells you to ask, even though he already knows what you need. Asking must be important, and yet it's still not the first part. Why? Keep reading. Verse 9, Jesus said, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, that's first, hallowed be thy name, that's first, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven, and in verse 11 says, give us, that's asking, but that asking didn't come first. What came first? Verse 10. Look at verse 10. Your will be done. Your will be done. Now, this is no small thing. A lot of times, especially word and faith people, our bunch, have been too quick to claim and confess. They've run past this. That's why I say asking is not number one. How to receive anything. Number one. Is not ask. <laughs> number one. Is understand. The will of God. That's number one. Number one. We need to camp on this just a little bit. Can you handle it? How to receive. Anything. Anything. First step, step number one, understand the will of God. Look with me over in, uh, now you see what we just read here, right? How did the prayer start? Our Father, your kingdom come, your will be done. Then he said, give us this day. So the asking came after the affirmation and the focus on his will. Your will be done. Then the asking. Go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17. What does it say? Be ye not unwise, but what? Understanding what the will of the Lord is. Now, so much of the church world has conceded that we cannot know the will of God. It's too high above us, and God's workings are too far above us to grasp, And the only way we can ascertain the will of God is to see what happens. And since God is sovereign and almighty and totally in control, then whatever happened must have been the will of God. That's taught in churches all over the place. And it's not true. I said it's not true. It's not the Bible. It's not right. We have a responsibility to seek and find out. Thank you, Lord. The will of God. Yes,
1: sir.
0: It's why he gave us the book. <laughs> right? The book. And it's why he didn't stop with giving us the book. He gave us the author of the book. To live inside us 24-7. And teach us what he said in the book. He also gave gifts to men. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and the author comes on them to speak to you and me about what he said in the book. And so he has given us all of this ministry. For what purpose? So that we would not be foolish and ignorant, but we would know and understand What the will of the Lord is. You're not ready to do anything. You're not ready to pray. You're not ready to make confessions. You're not ready, certainly not ready to act. And you don't know the will of God. Right? What's step number one? Understand the will of God. Of God. Number one. So uh, whatever it is. You're wanting to receive. Step number one. We got to find out everything we can. About God's will. About that thing. That we want to receive. Right. Before you pray. Before you try to believe you receive. Before you claim. Before you sow seed for it. Before you make confessions. Before you do Jericho marches or, or shoutings, or come on, are you listening to me? <laughs> oh, friends, <laughs> this, <laughs> if we would just do this, it would save us so much egg on our face <laughs> and so much eaten crow, as they say. Read this in another translation. Young's literal translation. Because of this. Become not fools. Now that's literal. From the Greek. But understanding what the will of, of the Lord. If you don't know what the will of the Lord is. You're going to act like a fool. You're going to wander around. Wobble around. You're going to try to do this. It ain't going to work. You're going to try to do that. and It ain't going to work. You're going to holler and claim about this and you're going to fall down because you didn't get step number one. That's right, that's right. You started asking and claiming and believing and confessing and rebuking and binding and sewing, yes. But you skipped. <laughs> step number one. <laughs> this, this one thing is the cause of so much frustration and confusion Amongst so-called word and faith people. People say, well, I, I, I stood. I did this. I did that. I did the other. Did you do step one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to uh, the Amplified. The Amplified of verse 17. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, which is what you'll be if you don't understand the will of the Lord. People say, well, what are you what are you believing for? Well just whatever. (laughs) That's mighty vague. Huh? Well, this is the will of the Lord. Okay, what is it? Oh, we can't know all those things. The Bible told you to. Find it out and don't be foolish. And much of the church world had just totally ignored these things and just embraced the, the unscriptural idea that it's beyond our knowing and we can't find out we can't ascertain it's why he gave us the book it's why he gave us the teacher the holy spirit the author of the book and it's why you're supposed to read your chapter every day at least And you need to be in church and you need to be in every meeting that you uh, are supposed to be in. You're supposed to, everything you should read or feed on. Why? Because through all of these avenues and channels, the Lord is revealing to you and me His will. How many could say with confidence, you are more settled about the will of God in some areas today than you were five years ago or ten years ago? Huh? Huh? Is that a good thing in your life? Oh. It's so much. Affects your life so much. Well. Do you suppose you could find out. As much more about the will of God. In the next five years. As you did in the previous five years. Yes you can. Would it put you in another place? Totally. Yes it would. What place would it put you in? It put you in 1 John. It's where where it would put you. 1 John 3. Actually go to 1 John 5. Let me finish reading that. He said, don't be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. How to receive anything? Step number one is what? Understand. Understand. The will of God about this thing you're, you're wanting to receive. And uh, in 1 John 5 and 14, here's the difference that it makes. This is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask, so asking's important. Actually, it comes next, but it doesn't come first. If we ask what? Anything. Anything. But what's the next phrase? According to his will. To his will. Then what? He hears, us. he hears us. Now, you know, if you read something, you find out it's not his will, and you know it's not his will, and you're going to try to pray and believe for it, how's that going to work? <laughs> he won't even hear it. Yeah. Right? Right? Because he knows you know what he told you. You know what his will is. Kind of like kids coming to parents that made it real clear to them they didn't want them to go. And so they're pleading with them, can I go? (laughs) Mama's already said, daddy's already said. When you know his will and you know that what you're asking, you're not trying to talk him into something. You're not trying to twist his arm to get him to do something for you. This is his will. He He came up with this. Yeah. Yeah. Healing is God's idea. Amen. Abundant provision is God's idea. Amen. Living a life full of joy and peace and victory is God's idea. His idea. Yeah. His will. And if you know you're asking anything according to his will then you can know. You don't have to feel anything, see anything. You know he's hearing you. He's hearing you, what you're asking. You know it. What else? Verse 15. And if you know that he's hearing you, you know something else. Whatsoever we ask. So asking is important. He keeps bringing up the asking part. Whatever we ask, then we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. You know it before you see it. You know it before it comes to pass in your life. But how could you have this confidence that you know that he's uh, hearing you? That you know that you've been granted the petitions. That you know. How? Because you know you asked according to his will. That's how you know that He heard you. Reckon God heard us when we prayed that? See, we're not supposed to talk foolishly like that. That's talking foolishly. You shouldn't have been praying it if you didn't know He wanted you to hear that prayer. Well, how in the world am I going to know that? We know you hadn't spent any time in the Bible, which is the sad case of millions of Christians. They are just so terribly ignorant of the Scriptures, which is why they pray so foolishly yes. and they act so foolishly, so vague and thoughtlessly and foolishly. But when you know the will of God, yes. you quit wandering around. That's right. You quit throwing out a bunch of hapless, aimless prayers and hope some of them stick. Oh, that's right. You load, <laughs> you aim. And you know you're supposed to be shooting at that. Because you found it in the Word. He told you Jesus bought it and paid for it. And gave it to you. You know it. (laughs) Right? So. You shoot. You pray the prayer. You release your faith. And you know he heard you. You know. You know. You know. And you know. He granted you your request. And you know. It's working. Yeah. Things are already happening. Thank you, but it started with what? No. No. You know you were praying according to his will. How would you find that out? You found it out in, in the word and by his spirit. Yeah. Amen. Go with me to John, please. John 15. John 15 and verse 7. Jesus said, If you abide in me. And what else? What comes next? My words. Abide in you. Well you're going to have to hear his words aren't you? For them to abide in you. You've got to know them. And my words abide in you. Then you shall ask what? What you will. And what will happen? According to Jesus. It shall be be done unto you. Why? Because if you live in him and his words live in you, you're going to know his will. Can you see this, friends? You eat, sleep, dream, and breathe him and his words. Have you ever read the 119th Psalm? Isn't it the longest Psalm? Longest chapter in the Bible, if you will? And you know what every verse is about? The wonderful word of God. And, and you can hear the spirit of God through uh, the psalmist describing his love and passion. Oh, how love I your word. It's better to me than silver and gold. It's when I find it, I rejoice like he's found a great spoil. Verse after verse after verse. Did, did he love the word of God? And that's an indicator of a person who loves God. Yeah. Why you love the Word of God so much? Because you love God so much. Yes. Yeah. If you treasure somebody's letters, yeah. somebody wrote you a letter, and you go, oh, wow. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> they signed it. <laughs> it's from so-and-so. <laughs> and you save it for 40 years, and you tie you, fold it up and put a little ribbon around it and put it in a cedar box. And... Why? You wouldn't care about that letter unless you cared about that person. That
1: is right. that is so
0: right. The one that, that wrote those words to you. You care so much about that because you care so much about them. We care so much about this book not because it's some kind of magical ink and paper but because It is the words of the one who loved us and gave himself for us. Come on, are you listening? And redeemed us from death, hell, and the grave. Washed our sins away. And when you love him, you want to find out what what are his preferences. Don't argue and fuss with people about sin in their life. This includes your own immediate family and your relatives and your co-workers. Don't ride them about addictions, about sexual misconduct, about cussing and profanity. This includes your your grown kids and grandkids. Well, it bothers me. I know I understand it, but how's it been working for you? (laughs) riding them and bugging them about just make them want to stay away from them because it's not the real problem Well, man they're doing all this bizarre stuff and, and, and this you know ungodly devilish I know I know and it's not good I know but they already know I said they already know this stuff is not right in their life they already know they're paying the price for a lot of this stuff already. They know. And it's not the big deal. You know, you, you see all this huge debates and all this Christian people getting so ugly and this is wrong and this is sin and you're going to hell. Nobody is in hell because of cussing, right. Come on, adultery, right. You're right. fornication, you're right. any sexual perversion, Murder. Rape? Nobody's in hell right. just because of that. Amen. Because all those sins were laid on Jesus yes. at the cross. Amen. Yes. Come on. People would wind up lost and die in their sins. Not because the sin was too great for anybody to do anything about. It'd be because they didn't receive Jesus. That's right. And there's no need fussing and wrestling with people that are in sins. Trying to get them to see that it's wrong because in most cases they already know it's wrong. So what are you trying to achieve? I want them to know how really, really wrong they probably already know. So what are you going to accomplish? They just got to see how bad it is. How do you know they don't? See how bad it is. So much of the time people are the truth is, the reason they react the way they do so violently and harshly is they despise their self for what they're doing and how they, they really hate their self. and they need help. They
1: do.
0: That's not the, the, the real problem. The sin is not the problem. As bad as it is and as much trouble as, it, as it's causing, it's not the real issue. The real issue is do you know the Lord? And is he real enough to you? And do you love him enough that if he told you, I want you to quit that. You would do what he told you because of your love for him. That is the issue. So you don't need to be riding them about it. They need to hear from him. And sometimes he's already dealing with them. And then you come and deal with them about it. And that muddies the waters. Instead of them knowing that it's Him dealing with them, they're looking at you. And they don't mind telling you where to get off.
1: <laughs>
0: and they need to know it's not me, it's Him. And if we love Him, then we desire His will. What do you want for me, Lord? He's he's not trying to figure it out. He's not trying to formulate a plan. He had a plan before you were born. A perfect plan. We don't need to figure it out. We just got to get it from him. And his plan is absolutely perfect. Can you say amen? amen? If his plan is for you to do this... And you're trying to believe and receive this. Can you see how problematic that is? It's not going to work. You can sow all the offerings. You can make all the confessions. You can do all the Jericho marches. You can pull away and fast and pray. But he's not going to show up. Six months later and go. All right, all right, all right. You don't want my plan so I'm going to change and we're going to do your, yeah, uh-uh. Yeah. Ain't going to happen. He doesn't change. Have you read in the scripture where he does not change? Yeah. Why? Because he's perfect. If anybody needs to change, it's not him. Right. I remember, you, maybe you heard me say this before, but this must have been 30 years ago. I was in training for ministry and I pulled up at a, a signal light there in Tulsa and I was just sitting there waiting for it to change and It hit me all at once. Revelation. I mean, revelation. I said, glory to God. Just saw it in the car by myself. This was the revelation. God is smarter than me. (laughs) (laughs) I said, Brother Keith, you didn't know that? Well, if you'd have asked me the day before, certainly I'd have said yes. But it, it came to me in a way I had not seen it before. What does that mean? I just saw it in a moment. He made me. He knows what he put in me. What my inclinations, my graces are and what they're not. What I'm graced to do and what I'm not graced to do. And so if he tells me, this is what I want you to do. Then no matter what I think. He's smarter than me. How many would concede God is smarter than me? And this this has happened numerous times, you know, because what was happening? There had been a couple of things that I prayed and prayed and prayed. I wanted to do. I wanted to do, and the Lord help me do it. Help me do it. And I couldn't get Him to hook up with me on it. <laughs> I just couldn't get Him to hook up with me. And so I I did it. No oh, man. <laughs> and that had happened two or three times. And finally, after uh, one disaster. Uh, I came and fell down and put my nose in the carpet and I said, oh, God, I don't want you to let me do stuff anymore. <laughs> I want to find out what you've already planned for me to do. And I want to do that. But in order for that to happen, you have to be willing. You have to have a willing." If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. And what will happen? It shall be done unto you. Go to John 7, please. Just there close by. This is a little bit different than how I planned to go, but that is nothing new. It's exactly what we're talking about right now, isn't it? John 7 and seventeen. Now we need we need to back up a little bit. Go to the sixth chapter. John six and thirty-eight. What did Jesus say? He said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but what? Mm-hmm. The will of him. That sent me. Did Jesus pray that way? Did he believe that way? Not my will. But your will. Be done. Now does the Lord know if you meant that or not. When you prayed it. Will you find out. If you mean it or not. (laughs) Over and over again. I've prayed that way. God. Whatever you want. Father, whatever you want. And then it comes to you and you go, Huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: what? Yeah. That? Because it's all fine and good when it's just theoretical. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, uh, oh yeah, it's great. Anything. Anything. Oh, great Father. <laughs> Not my will. Oh, we use the Elizabethan English. Not thy will. Oh, great God in heaven. Thy the, what? <laughs> you want me to do that? <laughs> oh. And that's a whole different, whole different story because we're not just praying in church and, and this is going to affect my life. That's it, right? <laughs> now we find out. Don't we? Yep. If we meant it or if we were just being religious. So many people, bless them, I've seen this, so many people, Oh, they, they, in the late hours of the night, they, they, on the side of their bed going, oh God, I want you to use me, I want to be used, I want to be used by you, and, and of course, months and even years, things transpire, and the Lord lets, allows them a place, and, and, and they do a good job, and so they get more, and they get more, and they get more, and, and then they get busy, and then man, this thing is, is work. Yeah. this is work and this is really messing with my schedule and and, and then people get upset and they get to cry and go, I just feel like I'm being used yeah. yeah that's what you said you want to be you right. what do you want right. you want to do nothing do your own thing or you want to be used of him yeah. said out loud not my will Amen. but your will be done. done. Say it out loud, Father God, Father God I acknowledge, I acknowledge you, are than me. you are smarter than me. Your way is right.
1: Your, way is right. Your, plan,
0: Your is plan is perfect for is me. Perfect for me. I,
1: trust
0: you I trust you to know what's best for me.
1: Know what's best for
0: me. Amen. Amen. Do you? Do you? I, I saw it. As I was sitting in that car that day. And I I thought God is smarter than me. (laughs) I know it sounds light. But it's not. What I realized is. and, and, and And I saw. The heart I was to have. A willing heart. Is a heart ready. Forward and inclined. Ready. To submit to his will. That's what a willing heart is. That as soon as you find out. What his will is. Now we're not just going to take anybody, anybody's word for this. We got to know. It's his will. But when we find out it is. No matter what we thought. What we had planned. What we had imagined. What we had dreamed. It is time. To push all that aside. And submit. And hook up to. His will. His plan. And I saw I could do that by faith. I saw I didn't have to feel like it at all. I could do it as an act of my will and my choice. And so I began to exercise it. Not too long after that, I was praying about a particular thing. Because, you know, the more immature you are, the more emotional you are. And the more you follow your eyes and more materialistic and, and focused on the here and now and the more romantic notions you have. I've seen so many people with such romantic ideas about serving God. Oh, they'd cling to their Bible and you "I want to be a missionary one day. I want to go to the dark regions of the world and... I want to I wanna show the light of Christ. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you ain't got a clue what you're talking about.
1: <laughs>
0: you go and live without electricity and plumbing for, for two years. Oh, yeah, baby, go do it. Yeah. See how warm and fuzzy you feel. <laughs> Not saying it couldn't be great. But you got to watch about these goofy romantic ideas, it's going to be so much like it is where you are right now. Because yes. the world is the world. Amen. And there is no place you're going to go to where everybody walks in perfect love and faith with you. That's right. <laughs> and where you're caught up in the spirit every day and are never tempted or have any issues. There's nowhere on the planet like that. Wherever you go, it's going to be a whole lot like right here. <laughs> and if you're in the will of God here, and you're not there, it's going to be a whole lot worse than here. There is no place like the will of God. you have challenges and tests, but you got grace to deal with them and overcome them because you're in his will. Can you say amen? amen. You know, the people that keep bouncing from place to place to place to place to place and and never get hooked and never get committed, and and, and they have a, a dream of how wonderful it's going to be when I go over there. And so they go, and they're there, and in about three days, the new wears off, and it's like, man, these people are carnal and fleshy and... I don't think they're being led. I just don't feel caught up in the glory like I thought I'd be. And it's because you had a wrong idea to start with. And it's because of not putting his will first. The spirit of God will actually lead you into some uncomfortable places. Jesus was led into the wilderness. That's right. Wasn't he? Was he having fun out in the wilderness? No. No. And yet, he was supposed to be there That's right. for that period of time. Yep. Not so he could be defeated, so he could overcome. Amen. Hmm? Hallelujah. So he could win, win, win. Yes. And come out in the power of the Spirit. Yes. I saw, well, let, let me read this verse, then I'll say this. John 7:17. 7, in the NIV. If anyone does what? Chooses to do God's will. He'll what? He'll find out. You want to find out? You know what's going to happen before you find out? You can't say, well, Lord, tell me what it is, and I'll, I'll decide. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> There's zero faith in that. Zero commitment. He wants a commitment before he tells you what it is. He says, okay, Keith, what will you do for me? Do you know, anybody know the answer? Let's go back to the title of the message. How to receive anything. <laughs> anything. And what's the first step? We've got to understand the will of God. So what's the, the correct answer to the question? Well, Keith, what will you do for me? Anything. The, the answer is supposed to be anything and mean it. Mean it. If you haven't exercised your spirit much in this area, let me encourage you. Go home tonight and get in the floor and get quiet before the Lord and open your heart wide and say, Lord, I want to be willing. Put your finger on anything in me that's not willing before you, that's not right in your sight. Because I don't want to be that way. Don't just talk a bunch of big talk. Oh God, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere. It's so easy to say that. But most people don't. I've been in ministry long enough to see and know. Most people are not doing the will of God for their life. They're not. The commitment just ain't there. But for the few that will. It is amazing. You wind up in places and situations that you never dreamed of. And, and it's not without its challenges, but oh, having lived this way for a few decades, I ain't never going back <laughs> to the other way. Yeah, come on. Which is why, you know, I've had people, you know, ask me about, well, you know, how are you going to do this thing with the Sarasota Church and the Branson Church? I mean, you know, how, and sometimes people are looking for a commitment for me to say, well, well I'm, I'll always do this or I'll always do that. I don't write my own orders. That's right. So I can't tell you. You shouldn't write your own orders either. So you, you, you really can't tell me what you would do. I'll be in this church the rest of my life. Really? What if he sends you to the place without electricity and plumbing? <laughs> It might be hard on your flesh, but if you were supposed to go, it would be the most amazing chapter of your life. Come on, are you listening to me? You would see things and experience things that you never could in your central air and carpet. Yes,
1: sir.
0: And it's not because of the difference in having the stuff and not having the stuff. It's the difference in the will of God and not the will of God. The plan of God, not the plan of God. I didn't intend to get into all this tonight, but... It, it goes right with it it's it's part of it I saw in a flash God is smarter than me he made me he knows what I'm made for he knows where I fit he knows where I don't he knows what I'm graced to do and be he knows what i'm not graced to do and be I don't know all that I need to trust him and so immediately after that I was praying about something and Lord I want to do this and I'm going to believe for this and the Lord helped me to see I don't want you to do that. Before you can hear from him you got to be willing to receive whatever answer he gives you. Yeah. Right. Amen. Until you're willing to hear whatever he would say to you you're not going to find out. Because he, he can see before he ever tells you and before you ever answer he knows your heart. So he knows there's no need in talking to you about it. He knows your heart. Look at that verse again, verse 17. What does it say? NIV. If anyone does what? Does what? Chooses to what? Listen to? No. Chooses to what? Do. Do what? God's will, whatever that may be, wherever, with whomever, however, you think it's right that we'd say, Lord, I am yours. Here am I. If you want me to stay right where I am the rest of my life, then that's good with me. If you want me to live in 90 different places the rest of my life, then that's good with me too, because you're smarter than I am. That's right? right? If you want me to do this, I'll do that. If you don't, if you don't want me to do it, I, I won't do it. And I, and I saw this one particular thing I was praying about not long after I got that revelation. And the Lord helped me to see. Because when I saw it, I sat there, tears came down my, my cheeks. I said, Lord, you know my heart. And I'm saying with all I know, I will to do your will, oh God. And I quoted the scripture. He began to bring into my remembrance, thank you, Lord. You are working in me. To will. And to do of your good pleasure. This is bigger than me. I'm asking for it. I'm say, If I'm not willing. I'm saying I'm willing to get willing. Yes. And I'm asking you to work in me. Amen. That willingness. And what is good in your eyes. And I'm asking you. I'm saying Lord I don't want you to just let me do what I want to do. Do you know he will? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He will let you do. What you want to do. You remember Israel wanted a king? And the prophet Samuel told them, it's not the will of God for you to have a king? Mm -hmm. And they said, no, but we are going to have a king. We want to be like the other nations. We want to be like other people. We want to be like the world. Give us a king. And and God said, all right. And he told Samuel who to pick. And he said, but now it's going to be like this. It's going to be hard on you. And he told them what it's going to cost them. But he let them have what they clamored for. Uh He'll do it with every one of us. Because you got a free will. He will let you do what you choose. But I'm telling you, friend, you do not want to wake up at the end of your life and realize that your theme song was, I did it my way. <laughs> and realize with regret, now nice it's too late. You know, because some things take time. It is Phyllis and I got into the ministry as teenagers. And it has taken all that time for us to get to where we are in ministry. If we had been you know running all over the place and, and doing our own thing and just starting now, would we be in ministry where we are now if we just fully dedicated last week? No nope. sir. No way, no how. Now what else would that mean? It would mean in the next thirty years when I'm 80 years old by the grace of God where would I be? Nowhere near where I'm going to be having started and committing 30 years prior. That's why Ecclesiastes says serve God while you're young. Serve God in your youth. Don't waste it all and spend it all on something else and, and, and wake up later. Get it now. Do it now. Time is clicking by. And I realize. That I can just as an act of my will and my faith. When the Lord shows you. Or, or excuse me. I was praying about this thing. And, and, and I'm trying to say Lord help me do this. He said I don't want you to do that. Well my soul and my mind. I've been thinking about it. And so I want to do it. But now I've heard. I don't want you to do that. So I just stopped. And begin to act for the first time on what he had showed me. I said, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that you say it, Lord, yeah. I don't like it either. Right. Right. You don't like it? I don't like it. Right. Yuck. No. Right. And my mind is going, are you crazy? This is what you've always wanted to say. Shut up. Nobody asked you. Your soul, your emotions are still pulling for it going, well, we've always wanted to say, shut up. Nobody asked you. Right. That's right. No, I'm with him. That's right. That's right. He don't like it. I don't like it.
1: That's
0: right. The master said. I delight. To do thy will. Yes. Oh God.
1: Amen.
0: Say it out loud everybody. I delight. I delight. Now, now, now stop. Does that mean. I'll do it. No. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm telling you. I don't like it. No. But I'll. Okay. No. Sorry. No. Unacceptable. To the Lord. He won't even accept that. That's right. What did the master say? I, I delight, delight to do thy will. Oh God, I delight. Yes. And you don't have to feel like it to do that. Because you know he didn't feel wonderful. All the things he went through doing the will of God. And yet it was still his heart that he delighted to do it. Father, if it's what you want me to do. And if anybody ever proved it, it's him. He went to the the, the scourging post. He went to the cross. He went to the heart of the earth. Why? Because it was the will of the Father. You talk about somebody going as far as you can go. He proved it. He did it. He's our master. He's our example. How'd he come out trusting the Father like that? Huh? How'd he come out? How'd he come out? Now he's sitting at the right hand. Of majesty on high. King of kings. And Lord of lords. Was he vindicated in following the father's plan. Yielding completely to his will. Yes Yes, he was. And so will you be. I saw. The other side of it. Same way. Not long after that. There was something came up. and, And the Lord began to deal with me about doing something in ministry that I had not done, I had not planned on. And I thought, huh? No, that's not my call. That's not my, well, one big time was when I came to Branson right here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I stayed for days over in a condo right over there. And I prayed and I prayed. I had no problem with relocating the ministry here. But I began to see that the Lord was talking, dealing with me about having a church. I thought, huh? This was news to me, brother. And, and, and it's not the direction I'd gone. It's not the, 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 the previous two decades of ministry. And I, I had never seen myself. And people had, had been free to tell me that I was not a pastor. <laughs> and that that wasn't my call. And I had a ministry and that wasn't it. And, and so I'm standing looking out to window, and I'm thinking, God, how can this be? And and I'd heard other people say, well, you you can't have this kind of ministry and that kind of ministry. You can't be both. You can't do both. And and I'd listened too much to that. And I was looking out the window and finally got quiet. And I was thinking, well, you can't do both. You can't be both. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, I was. (laughs) I thought you were. Yeah, I was both. I thought, well, you were. Sure you were. He said, son, quit trying to figure this out and just do what I tell you to do. <laughs> aye, aye, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So I quit trying to figure it out and it has been the joy of my life to get to know you and to get to be a part of this and see Hallelujah. what God has done for us. But this was not, I didn't think this was my call. I had never thought about coming to Branson. Great place, but I just never, wasn't like it was my lifelong dream and <laughs> and I didn't I had no Branson posters or <laughs> It's a great place but I'm just saying it wasn't my
1: thought yeah.
0: <laughs> I never had an idea about going to Sarasota. People say, well you know Branson Branson's a resort place and Sarasota's a resort place. I mean sure you want to go to resort places Well, Every place has got its strong points and and not so strong points. And and, uh, you know, some people—you try to build a a church out of tourists. (laughs) See how how that
1: goes?
0: (laughs) No. But the Lord knew exactly what He was doing, and His plan is right. And so when I when I I saw that, I did the same thing, because I was thinking, no. No, Uh uh-uh. And then I understood he's saying, yes, yes, this is my will. And so immediately I said, right. And boy, my soul was screaming going, "Uh uh-uh, don't you say right. I said, shut up, shut up. Lord, you are right. If you say I am, I am. If you say I'm doing, I'm doing. I delight. I delight. Come on, say it out loud. I delight to do thy will, Oh God. Stand up on your feet, everybody. Let's act on this word right now. If you've never prayed this way, close your eyes and just let your heart go up towards the Lord and go out. The Bible said all things are open and naked before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. You can't hide anything from him. He knows. He knows. The question is, do you love him? And the question is, can you trust him? Can you trust him if he says something is right for you? Can you trust him when you don't understand it? And you can't see how it could work. You can't see how you could ever be happy doing that. Can you trust him. Does he really have your best interest in mind? I can tell you from my few years walking with him, having done many things that I never thought we'd do, he is faithful. Faithful. I don't even begin to regret following him on any point. I'm so thankful that he was patient with me and helped me to follow him. Pray this out loud with me and then pray in the spirit. Take a moment of time here waiting before him. Keep your eyes closed, please. Don't don't be looking around. Focus on give him your full attention. Focus on him. Say it out loud, Father God. I desire. I
1: desire.
0: By faith I delight to do your will. Oh my, God. oh my God, I'm, willing, I'm willing. To willing to be willing and by faith, and by faith I, choose I choose to do your will. To do your will. You said, you said when, I do that, when I do that, I would find out, I would find out what, is God what is God and what is, just man. what is just man. I thank you for showing me this.